Conte, Florenzi, eccolo il cross tagliato di testa, che da gol! Capital of the world. What a strike! What a goal! What a comeback! What a game! There are no words to describe it! It's the TC Martin Show. Léger hors jeu, mais cette fois-ci, il n'y en a pas pour Marco Reus. Très fort devant le but! Prescription from the doctor, T.C. Martin. Largo, Pifio. Messi la tiene, Messi, Messi, Messi. Ahí está Iniesta. Gol! 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 Cerebro! Cerebro! Cerebro Iniesta! The doctor is now in. I said last hour that there's a less similarity between the NBA in-season tournament and soccer, right? Same thing. Tiebreakers. Controversy. Go, 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 go. Oh, I know. You don't have the voice for that. Leave it alone. I got to leave it alone today. Sorry. Voice has been very active lately. Very active. There you go. More of the hot tea, chamomile tea, and the honey. That's the key, my friend. I'm telling you, add a shot of whiskey. Sh- really? Yes. Really? Yes. That'd be a problem. It wouldn't be a problem. It's a problem. Why? I don't have any whiskey in the house. I don't have any alcohol in the house. So just go Unless get... you count my go get like the, bottle of wine. Go get like the little air, that have never airplane been bottles. Go go what like, I, like the are, little travel bottles that are like two bucks. Really? Yeah. Whiskey? Yes. What will that do for the voice? It'll help save the voice. Kevin Kruger will join us this hour. We talk about UNLV's victory over Akron last night. The Rebels improved to three and three. They're led by ten at the half, led by eighteen in the second half. They had to hang on for dear life to get a victory over Akron. The Zips, seventy-two to seventy. All right, so we'll talk to Kevin Kruger a little bit uh, later this hour regarding uh, the Rebels, not only that game last night, but a look ahead to the uh, schedule uh, coming up. All right, so we didn't get to get to a terrible Tuesday story yesterday, but why not? Let's get to it today. Now, I've been watching a little bit more of the NFL Red Zone package, right? Yeah. Right. On you know, because again, I have Direct TV. So and wait, I've, and I've had the the whole package, you know, every year. But then this year, YouTube bought him out, and you got to go to YouTube to get the Sunday ticket. Well, I didn't get it right away because I was gone. I knew I was going to be gone for yeah, most you, of these weekends. I go, hmm, no well, need to pay for it. No need to pay for it. I was thinking. So then, now that I've been home the last couple weekends, or two of the last three weekends, I've been home. I'm thinking, okay, well, maybe I should look at like the in-season price or something like that. And then, so the two weekends I have been home on Sundays, um, I've gotten the, uh, just look, you know, looking at the red zone stuff. So that's eh, pretty good. That's, that sufficed. So 
I was at the Raider game on Sunday, like every home home game. So a lot of time, that's you know why am I going to get it? Why am I going to get the package? So I didn't get a chance to see the controversy or hear about the controversy that happened, right? Which you informed me about. Yes. All right. You were going to say something before. Is this we're, we're we're talking the red zone situation? Yes, the red zone. Okay, I, I, I didn't know if you were going the Harlan Jinx. Harlan had a jinx. Harlan had a jinx regarding what? Uh, the Raiders feel a goal miss. Oh, no, no. Again, I Kevin. No, was I know. A couple booths down, so I didn't get a chance yeah. to hear that either. So he had a jinx. So he jinxed the Raiders. All right. He he said that he hadn't missed. In like forty three. Oh, Daniel Carlson. Carlson. Yeah, Carlson. Carlson hadn't my, missed. My my fantasy field goal kicker, by the way. Yeah, hadn't okay. missed in how long? I mean, you should know this. He's your field. He's he, your yeah, long time. Yeah. yeah, going on. Yeah, actually, he had. Uh, I think he had missed earlier this year, though. I believe didn't he miss earlier Some, this year? Yeah, yeah. So he had and jinx. he and and Harlan was like, oh, he hasn't missed it. Do you have that? I don't have that. Oh, oh. <laughs> then why'd you bring it up? Because I didn't know if that's where we were going. It's it, it just a, it, it's just a little funny fun fact. Okay. Because he just uh, decided to. But you had it yesterday. I didn't have it. I just had the story yesterday. Yeah, the story. There's no okay. audio of it that I've seen. Really? Okay. It's just I've seen. All right. All right. So you derailed the story now. I did derail the story. Yeah, because but you, we are going to talk and, about and, and, the, and the red zone. And you don't have the audio to back it up. Now, see if you would have the audio to back it up. I'm just saying, why'd you even bring it up? Because it's there's two stories that we were going to talk about yesterday. I didn't yeah. know if it was that one yeah. or if it's this and, one. And one you have audio. One and, I have audio. And one you don't. But yes. you bring up the one that doesn't have the audio. Because it's just a little quick fact. Oh, okay. All right. You got more editing to do. <laughs> but, you know, the NFL red zone okay. yes. was evacuated yes. mid-game. Okay. So the NFL red zone is, you know, where it takes you – and, and they do a fantastic job with, 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 with the coverage. They do. Yeah. Yeah. Had a great, I don't know if I shared this with you last week, but when I was with Dusty last week, we we're at the house, at his house. And, um, he, like me, had the direct TV package too. Yep. So I said to him, I said, Hey, do you have, cause we're watching the Niner game, the afternoon games. And there's like really not very many good games are going on. I said, did you get the YouTube package? He goes, I don't, I don't think so. Uh, but I think we get, we get all the games. So I had to explain to him, no, you don't have all the games unless you got the YouTube thing and this and that, blah, blah, blah. And so then, of course, you know, his wife comes in and Melissa's great. And she's trying to say, okay, what are you guys trying to do? What are you, what are you trying to do? And we're going like, well, we'll watch all the games. So she goes, so you want like all the games on the, on the, on, on the one screen, like the fight and fight? No, we just, do you have the package? She goes, well, I don't know if we have the package or not because it's, that's YouTube. And oh, ask Darren. He'll, he'll know. It's like, you know, he might have set it up, but it was, we're going back and forth and we go, let's just get on the red zone. Okay. Great. 211. Turn on the red zone. Not available. Like, why what, was what, it not available? Not available. It's like, you know, again, now he's, he's been gone all year too. Right. True. So, but you know, He's like me. At least I, it's still, I still get 211. I haven't touched anything. So we couldn't figure that out. She was trying to figure it out, this and that. So we're trying to explain to her what the whole red zone thing was. And it was just hilarious seeing Dusty either like repeat what I'm saying or tell her. He goes, no, baby, we, we got to get, we got to get the game. It takes you the last two minutes or it takes you, you know, whatever plays happening. It, it's good. I said, yeah, so we'll, we'll just then order it right now. You know, it's like, okay, we'll order right now. How do you order? Well, I don't know how to order it. So it was like real, it was a, it was a funny, chaotic story. And I said, don't worry. We only need it for crunch time. And he goes, yeah, we just need it for crunch time, baby. Just crunch time. 
So none of the games had crunch time. So I said, uh, you know, you work on it next week while I'm gone. Okay, forget about it. Anyway, I like the red zone. The red zone's fun. I like the red yeah. zone. Okay, and they do a fantastic job, except when this happens. This is a first in my 20-something year broadcasting career. We have an alarm going off in the studios of NFL Red Zone right now in our studios here in Inglewood, California. We are being told we need to evacuate the building. We do not know the nature of the emergency. You can probably hear the alarm going right over the top of my right shoulder here. Uh, as it is something absolutely unprecedented for us, we have this game on the closest game, the Philadelphia and Buffalo game. Our control room needs to evacuate at this time. The studio in which I'm standing needs to evacuate at this time. We are all good right now. We're remaining calm, but we are following protocols, as I'm sure you all would at your places of work. Uh, so to be continued, hopefully, although this game is in the fourth quarter, I will come back and give you a live update if and when I am able to. Thank you for your understanding and your patience. And here is third and 13 for the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> so a few things on that. So that's Scott Hansen with the NFL Network, all right, to oversee the red zone. That happened at 416 Pacific time, all right? They're in L.A. across from SoFi Stadium, right? I believe that's where it's at. Yeah. Uh, they were yeah, in England. They're right there. Uh, they were being evacuated. There was a fire alarm that went off. It was a false alarm. And they, of course, they determined. it was a false alarm. And so a couple things out of that. It's like you hear the siren going on there. That is classic. That is hilarious. And then he goes that I am standing here and, you know, in the middle of the studio. Well, get the heck out of there. You know, it's, it's funny. I could just see people like say, get out of the building, get out of the building. This, that is going like, I have to finish, you know, my, I've got to finish I, I, the I gotta, show. Yeah. I've got to finish the show. I got to finish what I'm saying. Remind me of TJ Reeves there. Didn't it sound like TJ Reeves? It did. As a matter of fact, Scott Hansen is talking like this and they're saying, get the hell out of here. And he's going like, okay. So I am standing in the middle of this controlled chaos here. But, uh, so we are leaving. All right. And, uh, if I'm able, I will come back and uh, g give you more. Yeah, if, if if you make it out of the the fire, or whatever else. But you know, we're not supposed to laugh at this, but that was pretty hilarious. That was, yeah. I mean, here's the thing: is we can laugh at it now. False alarm, funny as hell. Yeah. I mean, it was it was funny. Yeah, you know, if it, if, it, if it was a fire or some sort of threat or something like yeah. that, you know, then it's okay. Then you can't laugh, but you can laugh. You can laugh now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he was able to get back. I'll, I'll give him credit because uh, the way he handled that situation was very good. It was very professional the way he, he did that. But I just think it's kind of funny. It's like, okay, get the heck out! But he wanted to go on for another minute or so uh, explaining the situation. And hey, uh, you know, here, uh, you know, and, and I'll be back. Uh, oh, and uh, so signing off. Oh, here's third and thirteen for the exactly for the Eagles. It's like, <laughs> and then, would you like to hear how he, how he ended the show? Sure. As the emergency recording continues to sound here in the Englewood, California studios here 
at NFL Red Zone. We say thank you so much for watching. Glad you spent the rest of your Thanksgiving weekend with us. For all the hardworking women and men in the studio and in the control room, I'm Scott Hansen. Thanks so much for watching. We leave you as we always do with one more look at every touchdown from every game presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Good night. So he's, sit, he's sitting there or standing there, whatever, because he said standing, which is kind of uh, odd. Well, because he's uh, got like the standing desk. Oh, you've seen this? Yes. Oh, okay. So it's so a stand desk. He's kind of so he, he stands for six or seven hours. Yeah. Are you kidding me? But he, I, I think start it's, ten in the morning. I think it's kind of so he can move around a little bit to kind of get to like different spots. I've never seen a human being. I hear the voice, but I've never seen a human being because it's just you know switching from game to game. Yeah. That's weird. Anyway, um, what I thought was funny about that is like, <laughs> okay. He, he had to go back and sign off, do a proper sign off, saying, okay, there we go. Boom, boom, boom. And the siren is still going in the background. <laughs> still going. You gotta yeah. love that siren though. I love, I love that. I, I want to find it. That siren, that siren makes it for me. Yeah. It makes it. I think I want to have that siren. I love a good siren, by the way, but that siren. We've all experienced that siren because it is a, like I said, it's, it's not, a fire alarm. It's a fire. Or, it's an indoor. It's, it's the indoor, indoor thing. fire alarm. Right. It's not like, you know, a fire truck or engine, you know, it's, you know, police. No, that, that's and, that, and that goofy one. Yeah. Him signing out was the last time you get to see him because they didn't show him during the, um, the actual thing. Okay. You know, during the actual evacuation, they were just showing the, the video of the, or they were just showing the feed of the game and he just cut in over the feed. Right. Okay. So yeah, he wasn't on so, camera. Yeah, he wasn't on camera until the end of it. Explanation. Okay. Ah, boy. Well, I'll say one thing. Uh, if you have to leave the studio and you, know, you can't switch back and forth the games, you pick the right game to leave it on. They did, with, they, but with Buffalo and Philadelphia. Well, and they picked. He said it in the thing. He said they they're picking the closest game. Yeah. That's you know because it, it wasn't the game that I was at. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't For the Raiders no. and the Chiefs. Oh boy. Man, what a dreadful Sunday though. I mean, j- Sunday was good for betting for the most part. I mean, you know, the favorites covered for, for the public as we know, but man, just from a viewing option, I could not get over. And I talked about this yesterday. And I think even Monday watching those games in the morning slate when the most competitive game in the matchup is Houston and Jacksonville. Dreadful games. Giants and the Patriots. And I loved it, too, when Chuck Esposito said that, yeah, um, they had the least amount of tickets on that game. And, of course, Marco D'Angelo is betting on the Patriots, who are dead to him, by the way. And we're dead to him in week number four, seven, and nine, now 12. Yeah, some bad, bad football games. Really bad football games last weekend with that. So, I don't know. Um, looking at this week's slate, we get away from the thanks, uh, you know, from the Thursday game. We have one, you know, we'll go back to the traditional one Thursday game coming up. That is Seattle against the Cowboys. How about that? Seattle and the Cowboys. Now, the Cowboys are a nine point favorite. Goes Thursday night, the game, they're in Arlington. Cowboys nine, Seattle, they're in a must win situation. Six and five, Geno Smith. Geno Smith now with 12 touchdown passes, eight interceptions. 
And the Cowboys, like I've said, have been such an easy handicap. They destroy teams at home on the road. They're shaky unless they are playing a cellar dweller. But they're beating the teams they're supposed to beat, which you're supposed to, but they are having problems being the good teams. Still have not beaten a team, I believe, with the over a 500 record. So they could do that with Seattle. Seattle barely over 500 at 6 and 5. Dallas, a nine point favorite. But looking at the rest of the slate of the games, this time of year, you've got teams that are pretty much out of it. But man, do we need to see these teams facing off against each other? And I mentioned, look at those matchups last Sunday, the whole week, include the Thursday games. Okay, you had 16 games. Only three games of the 16 had teams facing off against each other that had winning records. Only three games. That was it. Terrible. That was It was just abysmal viewing for those games. The three games, 49ers in Dallas. I'm sorry, 49ers in Seattle, which was the Thanksgiving night game. Jacksonville-Houston, which is surprising that they are both over 500. But they were. That was that morning game on Sunday. And then the Buffalo-Philadelphia game. So, in Buffalo, is now only one game over 500. They continue to struggle. All right, so game Sunday, looking ahead. You tell me if you want to watch any of these games. Denver-Houston. Yes. You do? Yeah. What intrigues you about that game? Well, Te- I like the, te- the, the Texans are looking good. All right, so we do, we do have breaking news with the Texans, unfortunately. This is sad. Offensive lineman Titus Howard... He will miss the remainder of the season because of a knee injury. Howard suffered the injury in the loss Sunday to Jacksonville. He needs surgery. Marks a second long-term injury this season for Howard, who missed four games with a broken hand. He was a first-round draft pick in 2019. He signed a three-year, $56 million contract extension before training camp this last summer and uh, losing their best offensive lineman. And they're coming off that loss at home to Jacksonville. The Broncos are playing better football, but it's still the Broncos. They are still void of scoring, even though they got 29 last week against the Browns at home. But they're playing better. Maybe Sean Payton's fine. Maybe it's working. I don't know. But Houston and Denver, three and a half is a line with the Texans at home in this game. But, man, I really don't want to back the Texans, especially without their best offensive lineman. Probably stay away from that. Here we go. Chargers and the Patriots. No. Yeah. Chargers favored by six. Another dog here. Detroit, New Orleans. Nope. Don't want to see that either. Nope. Boy, this morning slate gets worse. Ready for this one? Arizona and Pittsburgh. Marco will be happy. (laughs) He's going to get a W. Arizona and Pittsburgh. This could be the worst. Atlanta and the Jets. Stop me when we have a, a must-see game. There's one must-see game. There's wait, none, okay? Not, no, not in the morning slate, but there, there is a must-see okay, game. Okay, but so far, I've hit one, two, three, four, five games. I don't want to watch any of them. Nope. And, and you're not even hitting them all. Here, How about this doozy? Colts and the Titans. You there, want that? There you go. You no, want part of that? Nope. Oh, my goodness. Here we go again. We're going to add this up. How many of these are teams facing off against winning records again? 
So Denver, Houston, okay, one of them does. Chargers and Patriots, nope. Okay, so that's one. Lions have a winning record, even though they're not playing real well right now. Pittsburgh, I can't believe they have a winning record. Uh, Falcons and Jets, okay, there's there's two. Okay, there's two games so far on the docket. Colts and Titans, Colts are 6-5, and five, believe it or not. And then here's another doozy. Carolina and Tampa, 1-10 against 4-7. and seven. You want any part of that game? No. Tampa favored by 5. Okay, so that's what that's three games. Three games where you have um teams with uh, losing records facing off against each other. Okay, so here we go. Now we get to the good stuff, right? There's only two one twenty five games. Cleveland and the Rams. You want any part of that? I don't. Not really. Cleveland seven and four. Rams below five hundred. This is the only game of the week. It this is. is this is the game, the this, only game. This and honestly, wow. this should have either been flexed to the Sunday night or the Monday game. Well, here we go. Niners and the Eagles, one twenty-five game in Philly. So that's your your big game right there in the afternoon. The nighttime game is still a good game. It's it's still pretty good. I'm not going to hate it because it's at Lambeau Field. Packers are playing better, and it features. Patrick Mahomes, the Chiefs and the Packers, Sunday night football. Yeah. And then Monday, Bengals-Jaguars. I think you flex San Fran Philly to Monday. Well, you don't. To Monday? To Monday. To what? To Monday. Who? San, San Fran, Fran Philly? Philly? No, no, no. That's, that, that's, a Monday, that's a Monday game. But see, you got to remember, Monday Night Football now is second or, th- well, it's third in the pecking order. Yeah. Okay, so the Sunday night game is supposed to be the premier game. And then you want a s- strong game at 125. It's either that or the Browns and the Rams. So, no, I, I don't I don't fault them for doing that. I would like to have a little better Monday Night game. But you got to remember that Monday night, when you had Joe Burrow yeah. early in the season, they thought, well, Jacksonville's going to be better. Bengals are going to be good, right? Okay, so that makes sense. But by week, Baltimore, Buffalo, Bears, Raiders, Vikings, Giants. Um, wow, a lot of bad teams have buys. At least none of those Baltimore, teams will Buffalo, lose. That's it. This is true. The Bears won't lose. The Raiders won't lose. We're good. The Giants aren't losing. The Giants won't and, lose. And the way the Vikings have been playing, jeez. Yeah. The last two weeks. Yeah. And Joshua Dobbs, I don't want to hear any more about Joshua Dobbs. Enough of that. Just horrendous. But wait, hold on. What? We do have some. More breaking news. Okay, who, who am I going to? We're going to New York. We're going we're, to we're, New York? No, we're going, we're going to Jersey. We're going to the Meadowlands. We're going to the Meadowlands? No, oh. we're going to, where do they play? Uh, that's the Meadowlands. Yeah, they, yeah, so we're going to the Meadowlands. Okay, we're going to the Meadowlands uh, right outside of Secaucus, New Jersey, right nearby Hoboken, New Jersey. Meadowlands, uh, the home of the the mile track there. You can watch harness racing in uh, below zero temperatures in, in December and January. There it is. Beautiful. The Meadowlands where... Whose body is buried underneath the 10-yard line? Gotti or somebody? Somebody. Uh, who knows? Who knows? Anyway. Aaron Rodgers is back practicing with the New York slash New Jersey Jets. He's practicing. Isn't it 78 days or something? 11 weeks. 11 football weeks, and he's back practicing because he's saying that he went to a special place. Didn't go 
to isn't saying where well yeah i know i know where he went he went to the achilles factory i was gonna make a joke and say he didn't go up to ashland oregon to the the cave or whatever no he's been going to the achilles factory uh where apparently they 79 days after 79 days ripping his achilles yeah so i've seen him walk around look like he's walking around okay i don't know can he push and throw off it but look at the jets i know there's no need for him to come back. Can they get He's practicing? He's not going to play. So now, it, let's just say they run the they run it rest of the year. Run, are, they, are, are they in? Run what the table? If they if they run the table, like win? If they win, you know, when was the last time they won? What are you talking about? Jets don't win. Well, they are playing the Falcons at home. Exactly. They're four and seven. All right. Okay. You want to play the schedule game? We'll do. Let's it. play the schedule game real All quick. Right. So Falcons, I'm going to give them a win. Let's get, that's a W. I can see it. With Tim Boyle as your quarterback. Yeah. Oh, jeez. There's no pick, no pick six. They host the Texans. That's a loss. There's, so, I mean, I mean. Mm-hmm. Then they go to the Dolphins. So can Aaron Rodgers be back for the Dolphins game? Say if they go 2 and 0 and they're 6 and 7. Okay. So they're Which saying, could happen. They got two home games. They're saying 21 days from today is when he could start. December 17th. Yeah. At Miami, warm weather, grass field. Whew. Do you want to go back to the scene of the crime where you got injured on your home field when they play the Commanders? Listen to the schedule. This is doable. Browns, Texans, Dolphins, Commanders, Browns, Patriots. So it could they, they could win four or five of those games. Yeah, they're as a, bad as they are. Yeah. So maybe especially, that's why there's a little hope, and especially if you have Aaron. If you have him coming back and he's going to be, I, I will say this: about, even eighty percent, Aaron. It, it, as much as he drives me crazy, I will say this. You know, I've, I had good moments and bad moments. I just, you know, I'll say this: he's handled this pretty good. He's handled it pretty good, and by him, with all of this, he has kept the Jets relevant, relevant in the news, not so much relevant. As far as winning games that they're, you know, that they're going to make the playoffs, but he's handling this where it's making us talk about the Jets and maybe thinking ahead that okay maybe he could play. So I mean, coming back from this would would be amazing. But what are you going to do the first time you got to scramble, or what are you going to do when you you got to pivot and turn? I mean, just remember I me. Mean, he just took a simple drop back and went down. Yeah, you know. But again, it was freak thing. So. I mean, I'd love to see him come back because you know, let's 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 see the story. We we were anxious about the story, you know, whether the Jets are going to be better with him or without him, and we we found out that you know, well, they're they're terrible without him. But now the story turns to could he be successful coming back from this, and will he be a decent quarterback with this injury? And still remember, you got a banged up team, banged up offensive line. Who are horrible to begin with. So it's intriguing, but we're talking about it. There is. Back to the darkness, Aaron. Well, I guess he's coming out of the darkness. He is. He's at the facility there in New Jersey, working out. We come back. The Rebels got out of the darkness last night. They had a two-game losing streak on the road in Florida. They're back home. They won last night. We'll talk to the head coach, Kevin Kruger, next. My mother says. I was the
This is Steve Heitner, and lucky you, you're listening to the T.C. Martin Show. Ah, that's gold, baby, gold. So I was flipping the channels the other night, and I saw Steve, Steve Heitner. It was the episode with Jerry, the soup. It was the soup episode. And and, uh, the Uma Thurman phone number. That was faded out. Yep. There it is. I said, there's my guy. I got to gotta get Steve back on the show. Kenny Banya. You love Banya, don't you? Love Banya. He's great. As uh, we digress and talk a little TV, but hey, that's what we do here. All right. Wait. In your, opi- in your opinion. In my opinion. Is soup a meal? Wow. I have made soup a meal. I have made soup a meal. I don't know. I'm gonna have to ask our next next guest what he thinks of that because I think I think he's a Seinfeld fan myself. I really do. The UNLV basketball coach. Yeah, we'll talk about wins. We'll talk about last night's wins, but let's talk about his super meal. Kevin Kruger, what's going on, my friend? Uh, not too much. How you guys doing? Good. So, what do you think, super meal? Super meal, sure, can be. It Why can not? be. It can be right. I mean, I mean, especially if you got a little bread to go with it, or you know. A lot of crackers. You got big chunks of steak in it. Why not? That's what I'm talking about, right? Now, Kevin, were, were you a big Seinfeld fan growing up? Oh, unfortunately, no. I never really got into the Seinfeld. Is that right? See, see. Okay, so you don't know what we're I, talking I, about. I hear, I'm told by a lot of people I need to go back and watch it though. Yeah. So, someday. See someday. what? See, you were one of these these athletes. You're just you know you're either watching you know sports movies or you're in the gym all the time. That was the deal. You you didn't have time for for uh, goofy sitcoms. Is that what you're trying to say? Well, I what. Well, you know how it was growing up. You didn't. You couldn't just press the button and watch whatever you wanted. That's so, true, right? <laughs> if your schedule didn't uh, line up, it was a little more difficult. Yeah. So, what about moms and pops? Uh, were they were they pretty stringent on on, on what you could watch uh, as TV? Um, no, no. My uh, my parents were really good in that regard. Uh, you know, we didn't. Me and my sister, we didn't do anything too crazy, but uh, we were allowed to watch. Definitely allowed to watch more than uh than our friends <laughs> you know <laughs> right. major league uh, die hard you know we watched those uh, we, but uh you know we understood what language was appropriate and what wasn't and uh we were we were we my parents were pretty lenient in that regard so we were, we we enjoyed watching movies as family growing up when we could so you're probably spending time with your dad watching watching old game tapes and, and that's what you're doing right <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Good stuff. All right, congratulations on the W last night. Uh, 72-70 over Akron. The Rebels improved to 3-3. Three and three. You guys led by 10 at the half. Looked uh, very good in that first half. Built the lead up to 18 there, um, you know, midway through the second half. And then all of a sudden, Akron comes with their little run here, Kev. So what was going through your mind uh, during the last uh, six minutes of this game? Well, I mean, honestly, it was what was going through my mind was how, you know, good it, it could be for us. Um, obviously, you know, in the back of my mind, I'm like, well, we got we got to hold on though. We got to we got to end up with the win. But there were so many opportunities in that. Lab. I mean, we played 30 really good team basketball, um, and of course, we had things we got to improve on. Um, it wasn't perfect by any stretch. But we, we had a good energy level and we had good intent and we got a lot of good possessions and, and, and that's why I think, uh, 
you know, the way it ended is going to be really good for us. Uh, it wasn't ideal, but we came away with the win. We have a lot of things we could learn on, but we also can take from it that Akron's going to win a lot of games, uh, you know, predicted to win the Mac, which, you know, not many people play the, the preseason favorite to win the Mac every year. And, uh, and Freeman's a, a great player. Uh, Sammy Hunter knocked down some shots. They got really good, solid guards. So at, at the end of the day, now, now having to wake up or sleep on it, wake up, watch film, talk with the staff, uh, really the, the thing that went through my mind was just, you know, this is going to be really good for us. We can, we now have this simulator, you know, we, we now have this scenario that you can't replicate. You know, you can't replicate in practice. We have a 10 point lead and, uh, and make it feel the same exact way that it feels during a game. So, um, it's one of those situations where we held on. Um, we didn't do anything perfect in the last couple of minutes, but now we, we know what needs to be different. Um, as a group, we know how it feels. And, uh, and so we can, we can learn from it. And, uh, but as I said, the most important thing though was that we held on to it. You know, when you go, when you're preparing for that game last night, I think a lot of people anticipated that you guys should win that game last night, even though, like you said, a lot of people may not realize, oh, Akron is a, is, uh, could be in the NCAA tournament. I mean, they are uh, the, the Mac favorite and they're, they've got a good program, like several teams in, in the Mac. But when you come in and, and you're, you know, have lost three out of your first five games and then you've, you're coming off, we're losing two in a row. Do you feel a little added pressure? Like, okay, we, we've got to snap this streak and we're supposed to beat this team and we've got to beat this team. And then, of course, then when, you know, you built a lead, you're feeling pretty good. And then you're saying, uh oh, okay, now we got to hang on to this. At any point in time, are you getting to that point where, where you feel pressure? Uh, yeah, I think there's, you know, every time you, you don't win a game, you feel, a little bit of a heightened pressure that, all right, we, we, we need to turn this back in the right direction, and uh, what do we need to do to do so? And, you know, as I, I said in the press conference after, confidence is something that you can't just say be confident. You know, you can't just say be happy. You know, be good, be confident, be this, be that. It's something that you you got to play through and, and, and get back and get your swagger back. And, you know, when we built that 18-point lead, it was kind of like the Stetson game a little bit. You know, the Stetson game, we had a 26-point lead. And we just kind of we needed to take that next step to take it, you know, to a bigger lead instead of them coming back. And last night was kind of a similar situation. Akron had a lot of pride, very good team, going to win a lot of games, and and uh, you know we needed to we need to understand going forward that we we worked really hard to get that 18 point lead. Now it's time to understand that they're not going to look at this game as zero zero. They're looking at this game like they're down 18 and they need to make a run. We need to look at it as zero zero, and we got to now take that next step and, and, and do and be locked in and just kind of put in that, that extra effort to not allow them to make a run. But hats off to them. They, 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 they made some shots. They made some plays. We did some things we would probably like to do differently. And so, like I said, it, it's going to be good for us because now we've got some things that we can point to and say, this is what we have to do the next time. And the guys can, they can go back to how they felt during it. And it's not just a coach saying it and then just hoping and then just understanding or doing it. Now they know how it feels. 
You know, Kevin, it's funny, you, you, you talk about that, about, you know, you have the 18 point lead and there is that tendency with a lot of teams that, oh, they can like, you know, take their foot off the gas or coaches could feel that way as well too. And we were talking in the first hour about the NBA in season tournament. Now I don't know how closely, you know, you're looking at that or you realize that, you know, there are these teams that like, for example, last night while you guys were playing, the Warriors are playing, uh, the, the Kings and the Warriors needed to win by 12 points in order to advance. You know, to the next round, the knockout round, and of course, the finals are going to be here in Vegas and everything. So, you know, it's a weird scenario for players and for coaches. You know, knowing that hey, you can't take your foot off the gas. And in a couple of the other NBA games, you had you know big twenty-point leads, and coaches were leaving their starters in, like in the Boston game and in the uh, you know Cleveland game last night. And it's like wow, it's like this. This is a different mindset. But I guess you you know you have to kind of think that way as a coach no matter what the situation is that you know when you're up like that you can't get lax and you got to keep putting your 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 pedal to the metal so to speak right and uh, is that a message that you know you have tried to get across to your team either like in preseason or practices or in the locker room talking like hey we get up man you know we you know 10 is good 15 is good but man we got to go 2025 no, no question, because you get to a point, you know, where, you know, and we've all been on the other side of it as well, where you, you, you got to start doing something a little different. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, last night, you know, we forced Akron, I thought, to to do something a little different and, and hopefully something, you know, you try to get people to do things they don't practice all the time, and that's when you got to kind of take that, uh, that, that opportunity to try to make them feel uncomfortable and, Try to make them kind of get out of what they practice, and so that the comeback doesn't happen. And uh, and you know, is we're a little bit on the other side of it in the Florida State game. We were down fourteen, and we we brought it back to five, and we we were in a we were, we had the momentum, and Florida State made a big shot. And it's kind of one of those where you know we had it, we were on the other side of the coin last night, where you know we built a lead, and and we just kind of had a couple opportunities where we could really space it out. And now we, we can take that to film. We can take that to practice and say, guys, this is, remember what this feels like. This is what we have to do. You know, this is what we got to do. Cause, you know, I, I think getting an 18 point lead on Akron is something that is definitely the guy should be proud of. Mm-hmm. You know, they should be happy with that up to that point of building that lead. And, you know, I think we gave up in the second half, we'd given up 20 points or 15 points in the first 10 minutes. You know, that's, that's a, that's a recipe for winning games. Mm-hmm. And, and then, Unfortunately, we, we gave up 25 in the last 10 minutes, and that's where we got to just keep tightening it up, keep working. And, uh, and uh, But, uh, again, I, I, I still think this is a team that's going to get better as the year goes on. The schedule is, is a bear, and it was built that way because this team is, is going to get better. Mm-hmm. 40 points in the paint last night. That's got to, to make you feel really good, too. I mean, you've got some size down there, and your, your guards are, are penetrating. Talk a little bit about the emphasis of scoring in the paint. Yeah, when we, uh, you know, in, in all of our games, including the, the closed-door scrimmages that we had, when we put an emphasis on driving and, and getting to the rim and sharing it, uh, we've been real pretty good. And, uh, you know, last night we shot it, you know, 9 of 20 from 3, which is kind of what we've done in the games that we've won, including the closed-door scrimmages. And uh, and that's just something we got to continue to focus on. we got to put pressure on the defense. we got to take good rhythm shots on offense and because that really helps us on the defensive end. What do you think the identity of this team is? And I know it's still early on. And again, you got a lot of new players. 
You, you played six games. What is the identity now, or what is the identity that you want this team to have going forward? Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, I think uh, not to be too much coach speak, but right now, I think we're still kind of we're teetering a little bit, and and that's something we've got to we've got to buckle down, and we've got to understand that we've got to be a team defensively that's disruptive. And last night, again for thirty minutes, I think we did a really good job being disruptive and uh, kind of making. Uh, Akron make plays on the offensive side, and then uh, when we were on offense, uh, you know, driving it, kicking it, sharing it, you know, shooting shots with confidence, and uh, and and knowing that we're going to get good looks if we share it, if we attack the rim, and uh, and that's just what we've got to be, and we've got to be stubborn about it, and and our identity, you know, it, it doesn't have to be set after game one or game six or, or game ten, but it, it, we've just got to keep building toward that being our identity. So then, when people watch us play, they know we're going to be disruptive. And they know we're going to attack it and share it and, and get good looks. Kevin Kruger joins us, head coach at UNLV. Rebels win last night over Akron, seventy-two to seventy. You came off your first real road trip. Uh, you went to Florida, played Florida State, played Richmond. Obviously, those games didn't turn out the way you like. But what was your biggest takeaways from those two games and the trip itself? Well, really, it was a three-game trip because you know we played at right. Pepperdine the right. Friday before, right. um, and and in the Pepperdine game, I thought we played maybe even our most complete game. We were we shared it, we shot it really well, we had a bunch of assists, um, we forced some turnovers defensively. Uh, we did a good job focusing on uh, you know their their players that like to score it. We made them earn their points, and uh, and, and so I thought overall, yeah, I mean we would have liked to win more than one of the three, but. At the same time, you know, it, it, it was an opportunity for the group to see, all right, Florida State's a, a tournament team that's going to potentially win a game or two or more in the NCAA tournament. That's what we need to, you know, that needs to be what we're trying to be like. You know, Richmond's a team, I think, that, you know, not many people knew much about their guys. They had 11 new guys, picked 11th in the A-10. But I think we learned pretty quickly, and, and as did anybody who's watched Richmond, they're a very good team. And we, we, we understand they're another team that's going to be knocking on the door of the NCAA tournament. So we just got to continue to take steps forward, and uh, and every game in, the, in our non-conference and and of course our conference, but is an opportunity to do it, and it's uh, and it's going to be tough and it's going to be difficult, and we've just got to keep preparing and keep working and just understand the value of each possession, offensively and defensively, so we get what we want. Man, I mean, uh, I gotta love your scheduling there, Kevin. I mean, you go from Malibu to Daytona Beach, you know, coast to coast, some nice cushy spots. Uh, very nicely done, I, you know. That's that's nice. Yeah, it was. It's a it's a tough. Uh, it was it was a tough schedule in the sense of that you know we go to Malibu and and we fly all the way to Florida and and play a Florida State team, and so it was challenging uh, for a reason. You know, this is this non-conference is set up to give the guys a challenge every night, and so far it's done that. Now you get a little bit of a weather difference there from Malibu to uh, Daytona Beach, right, when you got to go to got to go to Dayton, and we remember that game last year where you guys t- took care of business against Dayton, and then now you, you go back to Ohio, uh, so that's going to be uh, an interesting uh, trip. And then you come back home to the to here, but those games will be at the Dollar Loan Center. Uh, we'll talk about that in a minute. But just to give me, give me some thoughts as you as you get ready to, um, you know, the the schedule here going to Dayton. Yeah, in a very hostile environment. Um, a, a team that wins a lot of games. Uh, it'll be fifteen thousand people there, and uh, it'll be a, a good road test for us uh, playing against a team that expects to play in the NCAA tournament. So. Uh, 
we got a couple days here to prepare and get ready and uh, and uh, get healthy and and see what we can do going up against uh, a team that's going to compete for an A10 championship. All right, and then uh, you know you get to play at the Dollar Loan Center again. While you got to be out of the Thomas and Mack Center with the Rodeo Week and everything, couple interesting opponents. You got Loyola Marymount and Creighton. Uh, talk a little bit about that, and how did how did you like your experience playing at the Dollar Loan Center there in Henderson? I thought it was great. Last year it was a, it was a great experience to play, uh, you know, play Hawaii and play in the Dollar Loan Center and uh, and get those opportunities to you know stay in Vegas, even though it wasn't the Thomas and Mack. Uh, you know, the rodeos. You know, been here for a long time, so it's not like it's a surprise to anyone. But uh, to get to get to stay in our own bed and, and play in Henderson and and have the Rebel fans come out there, it's a great venue. It, it's a great environment for for college basketball. So uh, it, we're excited for those. And again, two two very challenging teams. All right. So after six games, you know, like I said, you're you're still learning a little bit about this team here. Talk a little bit about your about your starting five. Uh, you've mixed some things up a little bit. Talk about what factors you know go into you you know deciding your starters, or is is there that much of an emphasis with you, uh, you know, on a starting five? Does that really you know mean much to you, or are you just more more about okay, I'm more concentrating on maybe a seven or eight man rotation? Yeah, I think when when we talk about it as a staff, you know, we just want to try to get the best out of each guy uh, and in each position. You know, we we want to talk about how we get the best forty minutes of point guard play. How do we get the best forty minutes of, of wing play, and and then uh, out of our and the best forty minutes out of our five spot. And you know, Caleb and Ice did a, a really good job last night at the five spot. They kind of did it worked in tandem and. And did a really good job. You know, Freeman for, from Akron is a Akron is a bear. I mean, he's a really, really good player. And I thought, you know, when we were when we were buckled in and locked into what we wanted to do as a group, uh, we did a pretty good job on him. Um, he uh, uh, he and he still goes out nine for seventeen and, and makes a lot of impactful plays. But at the same time, it was, again, it's a great experience for us to to show us the importance. Mm-hmm. And when you've got a player that that is that good and that efficient, um, what what it takes and but we had great energy. We flew around. We had some really good defensive possessions in the first 30 minutes that I think we can take and build on and, and show on film and, and get better. And, uh, and that's what non-conference is for. It's for to get better and, and play together and figure things out because at the end of the day, it's about problem solving. So that's what this non-conference schedule is. It's a, it's a, every night out is going to be a different problem, but it's one that we gotta, we gotta be really locked in and buckled in for to understand how to get it done. You got it. All right. Facing some uh, tough teams and perennial NCAA tournament teams, like I said, with Dayton and then, you know, Creighton coming up. And you might have faced one last night there with Akron. Kevin Kruger joins us. Kevin, before we let you go, talk a little bit about the Rebel football team. Uh, what a great story it's been. Uh, your relationship with Barry Odom as they get ready to uh, host the Mount West Championship game Saturday against Boise State. Yeah, the relationship with Coach Odom's been great. I mean, he's been big fan of basketball. We've been big fan of his. Uh, always texting back and forth. You know, congrats on on the game. Congrats on the commitment. Um, he was, uh, you know, we got when Bear Cherry was in town on his official visit. We bumped into him, and you know, as soon as Bear committed, Coach Odom reached out to him to say, "Welcome to the Rebel family. Happy for you." And uh, I mean, it, it it really has been, you know, following UNLV now for twenty years. I mean, it's been one of the most remarkable seasons uh, that I can remember, and and they're you can tell though they're having fun, they're competing like crazy, they're 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 they got a lot of confidence, they got a great swagger to them, and uh, I'm just really happy for Coach Odom and his staff. It's a 
it's a great accomplishment what they've done. And uh, I said last night, you know, I, I, I threw out, I think it's going to be 20 to 14. I think mm-hmm. conference championship games could be a little tighter, but yeah. I wake up this morning. I think it's going to be, I think we're going to put more points on the board than 20. So I think um, Rebels will be ready. And uh, I think we'll come home with that championship. All right. Uh, looking forward to that. Uh, again, that kickoff is Saturday at 12 noon and the Rebels going for the Mountain West Conference Championship. That football program has come a long, long way and they take on Boise State uh, Saturday at noon. Kevin, congratulations on the win. Uh, good luck the rest of the way. And I know we'll be talking to you a lot uh, coming up here. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, guys. You got it, man. There he is, Kevin Kruger, UNLV head coach. And they needed that victory last night, and they got it with a two-point victory against Akron. And really a dominated thoroughly that entire game, leading by 10 at the half, up 18 in the second half, and they hung on for a two-point victory. And like you said, you know, as a coach, you love that. That okay, you're challenged, you're tested, and you got all kinds of different scenarios in that one game last night where okay, you built a big lead, you know, you feel a little confident. Now, how do you respond when the other team, you know, comes back, puts a run on you, and then in the last, you know, minute or so, it's crunch time when you need big buckets and big stops. How are you going to respond? And the Rebels passed the test. So, again, um, I know that uh, he's happy with that. Uh, Two-point victory last night against Akron. I want to thank Kevin Kruger for joining us. Appreciate him. Trevor Maddich as well. Talking college football playoff rankings and the championship games. We're back at it tomorrow. Full load tomorrow. Barry Odom, the football coach for UNLV, will join us tomorrow. We've got him, Scott Spritzer, Sam Gordon, and a whole lot more. Join us tomorrow at 2. Cold-blooded, cold-blooded, I'm telling you the truth.